0: Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. You should check out NPR's Hidden Brain, hosted by Shankar Vedantam. Hidden Brain uses science and storytelling to help you understand the world around you and yourself. Wondering why it's so hard to change your best friend's political views? Feeling like you're in a bit of a rut and need to get unstuck? Well, Hidden Brain will help you with those questions and plenty of others. Find it now on the NPR One app or at npr.org slash podcasts. This week on Ask Me Another, we are taking a trek down memory lane and revisiting our episode with Jason Jones from the TBS series The Detour. He talks about his days as a Daily Show correspondent, becoming a U.S. citizen, and helps us translate Canadian sayings into American ones.
1: Warning, this podcast uses some unsavory language. Please be advised. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan Colton. We have a great show for you. Ten contestants are here to play our nerdy games, but only one will win our grand prize provided by our very important puzzler. And you know our VIP. As a former Daily Show correspondent, his new TBS show is called The Detour, which is about family road trips gone wrong. (laughs) I will admit, we never went on family road trips. Here's what happened. My parents would go once a year to Las Vegas and leave me and my brothers and sisters with our neighbor. (laughs) Which was kind of like a road trip. We didn't shower. Uh, We ate Twizzlers and pork rinds for breakfast. We slept on a lumpy sofa bed, and I learned how to roll cigarettes. (laughs) Our VIP is Jason Jones. Let's start things off with our first two contestants. Ariane Mandel, you work in technology recruiting. I do. That sounds... Fascinating. It's fascinating. Is it good? Yeah. Good my job. boss is here. Your boss is here. Oh, yeah. it's best job you ever had. Best job I ever had. <laughs> Your opponent is Elliot Yates. You're an opera producer. That I am. How is the opera biz?
2: Oh, it's fantastic. I get to work with singers every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ariane, what is the best thing you've ever received for free? This show. Wow. They didn't charge you? There was a mistake. (laughs) That's really nice. Yeah. That's a great compliment. Elliot, how about you? What's the best thing you've ever received for free?
2: I got a free night in a really nice hotel on Central Park South. And um, while there, got to experience the gym, which had a steam room and free apples and (laughs) nice (laughs) towels. Uh, And so for the next several months, (laughs) I continued to go back... (laughs) You had to have a working hotel card to get in. So I would just wait until someone entered or exited, and then I would just follow in after them. I was like, I left my card in here, but I'm going to use the gym, and I did.
0: And it was no problem.
1: No, it was great.
0: fantastic.
1: I also want to point out, that's not really something that you got for free as much as it's something that you stole. (laughs) Free the first time. Yeah, free the first time, and then stealing every time afterwards. Absolutely.
0: All right, so this first game is called Look Under Your Seats. Apologies to our audience here at the Bell House. We have not put anything under your seats. (laughs) NPR is like the anti-Oprah. Oprah Um, (laughs) Oprah gives cars to her audience. We ask our audience to give cars to
1: us. Instead, what we have done is we have written a trivia game about things that you might find under your seat in boring everyday life. Not so much prizes, but just stuff that you might find under a seat. So buzz in to answer. And the twist is that we want you to shout out your answer enthusiastically... As if you are Oprah giving a prize away. Oh my God. Okay? That's important. Otherwise, you're gonna lose credit. The winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. You ready? Yep. Yes. Here we go.
0: Some of the earliest versions of this masticated substance were made from tree resin. Elliot.
2: Everybody get some chewing
0: gum! Yeah! That was well delivered, by it's a the great way. Oprah. Very <laughs> well delivered. A great Oprah. He's in the opera business, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, you know. which is
2: so close to Oprah. Ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Perhaps the oldest surviving example of this decorative floor covering dates back to the fourth or fifth century B.C. Elliot. Everyone gets a rug. That's
0: right, they do. This common, unwelcome household substance can be made of plant pollen, dirt, and almost anything that sheds. Dust. Ariane, dust is correct. No, that's fine. You got it right.
1: If you live with children, you may find one of these under your chair, an art supply made of colored wax. If you buy a box of 64, you get a built-in sharpener. Elliot. Everyone gets a crayon. That's
0: right. No matter where you sit on Earth, this ball of 9,000-degree iron is somewhere below you. Elliot.
3: Let's hear it for the Earth's core. (laughs)
1: Earth's core.
0: Yes. Yes. That is a public radio audience.
1: (laughs) These smallest units of U.S. currency cost more to make than they are actually worth. Ariane,
2: You get a penny. Yes, you do. It's in a race this time.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> Devon Rex, Russian Blue, and Egyptian Mao aren't just great band name ideas. They're breeds of this household pet. Ariane, You get a cat? You sure do.
1: <laughs> this is your last clue. An early version of this convenient object was connected to a TV set with a cable and was called the Lazy Bones. Elliot.
3: Everyone gets a remote control.
1: That is absolutely
0: correct. Let's talk to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. Greg, how did our contestants do?
3: Well, it was getting very close at the end there, but Elliot pulled it out for the victory. Congratulations, Elliot. (laughs) Elliot. We will see you in the final round at the end of the show. Let's
0: meet our next two contestants. Ben Shankin, you sell grilled cheese sandwiches.
4: Yes, I do. Where do you sell them? I sell them at the Brooklyn Children's Museum. That
0: is, you're doing a good
4: service. Very good service, yes.
0: So what's the perfect grilled cheese sandwich?
4: Uh, The perfect grilled cheese sandwich. It's really tough. Is it? It is.
0: I know, because people want to go gourmet and Gourmet,
4: no, you don't need to go gourmet. Really good bread, Mm -hmm. two types of cheeses. Cheddar, local cheddar, from New York. (laughs) Better be within like two miles. (laughs) Obviously. And then uh, Landaff from New Hampshire. Uh, It's a creamy, grassy, beautiful white cheese. Put it together on an organic sourdough. At the end, top it with a little Malden rock salt. It's amazing.
3: I'm just glad we're not going gourmet with that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Your opponent is Jamie Boyle. You are an information security architect. Yes, I am. That sounds really intense, man.
3: Uh, It can be.
0: Really? What
4: is it? I yell at people a lot.
0: Ben, what is the strangest
4: thing you've ever eaten? Actually, uh, my niece and my nephew... Oh, that was weird. (laughs) My niece and my nephew are... Just a little rock salt on top
2: (laughs) <laughs> uh, really it's two ages children them. You got to combine two children
1: to get the right.
4: One's One boy local. local.
0: Uh, well, the niece is local.
1: boy <laughs> this beautiful, grassy, white nephew.
4: Well, actually, they're not white. My niece and my nephew are Filipino, oh. and uh, they really wanted to try something called balut. Well, balut is a Partially developed duck egg.
0: And how was it? A little
5: ketchup. It tasted pretty good. <laughs>
0: Jamie, how about you?
5: Uh, I've had haggis.
0: Haggis. That's that's uh, real. And yeah. W-
5: <laughs> and as bad as you think it might be. Yeah, you didn't like it. No, it's a sheep intestine. And then you put things in it and cook it and you expected to eat it.
0: This game is called Snacker Whack. I'm going to name an international food item. You are going to buzz in and tell me if it's real or something we made up. Uh, But be careful. If you are wrong, your opponent will score the point. All right, here we go. Mountain Dew flavored Cheetos. Ben. Fake. (gasps) That is real from Japan. Yeah, I know. It's a real time saver for stoners. McDonald's chocolate cheeseburger. Jamie. Fake. You're right, that is fake. (laughs) Mojito flavored Pepsi. Jamie. Real. Real is correct. (laughs) Mayonnaise starburst. Ben.
4: If that's not fake, I don't know what life is. (laughs)
0: It is. It's fake. Yeah. Thank goodness. Prawn Cocktail Pringles. Jamie.
5: Absolutely Real.
0: Absolutely Real is correct. They're big in the UK. Have you had them? Yes, I have. And what do you think?
5: They're fine. They taste like shrimp dust on chips. <laughs> oh, I love
1: shrimp dust. little...
0: Uh, <laughs> Little interesting fact the website says that they are suitable for vegetarians. <laughs> How about pizza and spaghetti flavored
4: slushy? Ben. It's real. It's real. It's got to be real. <laughs>
0: it's got to be real? It is real. All right, yeah. 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 Pizzaghetti, it's called a pizzaghetti slushy. It's big in Quebec. How about sriracha Snickers? Ben. <laughs>
4: Real. <laughs> Friel. Did you say Friel? I did say Friel, but the last part is my answer, the real part.
0: Real. They are fake. Oh, Yeah, sriracha chocolate bars do exist in the artisanal but markets, Snickers, but huh? Snickers has not figured out how to make their own brand yet. All right, this is your last clue. Placenta drink. I feel like the audience is drinking it.
4: Ben. Of course. It's real. I love placenta drink.
0: You are correct. <laughs> and it is in Japan. It is made with pig placenta.
4: Oh, obviously.
0: Not nieces and nephews. <laughs> and it's called the Placenta 10,000. And the sort of uh, tagline is that it tastes like tender peaches. I know. Never That's have peaches. terribly so. chosen tagline. <laughs> yeah. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do?
3: Well, it was a, uh, a great match, but uh, Jamie has come out as our winner. Congratulations, Jamie. We'll see you in the final round.
0: Coming up, we have a game celebrating those people who hate watch movies and then post about it online. And a little later, the number of Canadians on this program will double as we bring on our VIP Jason Jones. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Chipotle. For 23 years, they've been committed to sourcing the best ingredients they can find, prepping them with care, and cooking them using simple recipes without the use of artificial flavors colors, or sweeteners. They spend hours marinating, seasoning, and pampering the ingredients to perfection. Whether they're hand chopping, hand slicing, hand dicing, or hand mashing, the ingredients at Chipotle get the royal treatment every day. Support for this podcast and the following message come from ZipRecruiter. When you own a business, if you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you can post to 200-plus job sites with one single click and have the highest chance of finding that perfect candidate. Plus, you can instantly be matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Businesses of all sizes have used ZipRecruiter, so try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com another. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska and our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Let's meet our next two contestants Nick Venturelli. You're a first year medical student. Yes, I am. And what, last week you held a brain? Yeah, I did. How was it? It was pretty cool. Like we had to s- saw open the skull and yeah. pull out the brain, and then you have it in your hands, and you're like, "That's a brain. <laughs> it looks just like you'd imagine." It was it was pretty amazing. <laughs> your opponent is Caitlin Davis, who is in a pre-med postdoc program. See what's happening here? You are pre-med. He's a medical student. <laughs> Caitlin, is there something you want to ask Nick about your future?
4: Um, I asked him all about holding the human brain and I'm feeling much more confident about Anatomy Lab, which I'll be taking next year. Oh, look at you getting, Mm -hmm.
0: you're like already top of the class. I know. (laughs) This is a music game called Grooving Mountains and because it's a music game, I'm gonna toss it over to Jonathan Colton. Thank
1: you, Fira. We have taken the song Ain't No Mountain High Enough, and rewritten it to be about things that aren't high enough. No, that's a joke. That's something, it sounds like something we would do, but that's not what we've done. We've actually changed the song to be about real and fictional mountains. So buzz in when you know which mountain I'm singing about, and the winner will move on to the final round at the end of the show. You ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Listen, baby. This one's really high, highest in the States. It's up in Alaska, baby. Thanks a lot, Obama. You changed its name to the Native American version. Nick? That is Mount McKinley? It is Mount McKinley. Or Denali? Or Denali, that's correct. (laughs) Keep going, Frodo. Toss that ring over this volcano in Mordor. Nick? Mount Doom? Mount Doom is correct. Moses, he got the Ten Commandments here He told his people not to fear Then they're in the desert forty years Don't worship that golden calf here, babe Nick Mount Sinai Yeah, you got it (laughs) Remember the time we stood in line I told you, you should always fast pass it, darling. Galactic rocket, Disneyland, zig And zag through the dark, babe, this ride is my jam.
0: Nick. Space Mountain. Space Mountain, you got it. I love Space Mountain.
1: Space Mountain is a terrifying, terrifying ride. <laughs> so, scary. <laughs> so scary.
0: I don't know if I would still enjoy it. I feel like I may have crested past my... Roller coaster years.
1: You've crested past? I don't know. I
0: haven't been on one in a long time. Now life is like a roller coaster to me. Sad. (laughs)
1: Scary. You don't need a ride because your life is.
0: Because I wake up screaming. That's right.
1: (sighs) How crazy that when this big volcano blew, Pompeii didn't have a clue. I witnessed accounts were few, save for one for plenty the Younger. Caitlin. Vesuvius. Vesuvius, that's right. Cause there are some birds, and there are some bees, and some cigarette trees. It's a song you might write on a sugar
4: high.
1: It's where the hobos go when they die.
0: Caitlin.
4: Big Rock Candy Mountain.
1: Yes, that's correct. Not a real mountain, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. Apparently a fake mountain. But it's supposed to be amazing. (laughs) Now that mountain's supposed to be amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's made of rock candy. Made of rock candy. Supposedly they were streams of liquor.
1: Streams of liquor, yeah. Cigarette trees. Who doesn't love a cigarette tree?
0: (laughs) Are they vape trees, too? Little tiny vape trees? (laughs) Yeah, probably vape (laughs) trees now. (laughs) Because Hera and Zeus hung out
1: on top of me in Greek mythology close to Thessaloniki and the name of the camera brand too Nick, Mount Olympus That's right, Mount
4: Olympus
3: (laughs) Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Well, Caitlin had a valiant rally at the end they're almost getting to Mount Rainier but I'm afraid, (laughs) Caitlin, I'm sorry Nick is our winner and we'll see Nick in our final round at the end of the show Let's
0: meet our next two contestants. Eileen Murphy, you're a user experience designer. Yes. That is a sexy title. Thanks. That's yeah, pretty good. <laughs> your opponent is Matt Edwards. You're a business analyst. That's correct. And a sports-minded guy. You're into CrossFit, but I liked this story that you once knocked your 95-year-old grandfather unconscious while playing ping pong.
2: That's correct. That's <laughs> correct.
0: Uh, how did that happen? He's still with us. He's so, still with yeah. us, yeah. Yes. I, I would hope so if you just throw that out as a funny anecdote yes. that um, <laughs> that wasn't how it ended. Yes.
2: Uh, yes, I was playing with my father, and my grandfather asked to play, so you can't tell your grandfather no. He picked up the paddle from my father and said, oh, I haven't played in 50 years. Um, should have thought better, but I, I lobbed him a nice, easy serve. He swung, missed, um, tripped, and knocked his head on the wall.
0: Oh! <laughs> Yeah, how'd you feel, Matt?
2: I was up 1-0. I felt great. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Eileen, what would you say is one thing people misunderstand about you? For the most part, my name. Spelling, pronouncing. People say the weirdest things when they try and spell it. You don't need to tell me, sister. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I get it. So what do they call you? Helen. Helene. Oh, all the time. They just go for a completely different name. Yeah, yeah. just like, I'm not even going to bother trying. I'm going to call you Helen. Yep. Nice. Matt, what is one thing people misunderstand about you?
2: Based on all the the tests I take, I'm a clear introvert. And people think that that means I don't like people or I'm totally shy. Yeah. Um, So I have to remind them it's really where I get my energy from. So as an introvert, it takes more energy to interact with others than than extroverts would. But you like people? Most? Wow! I'm
0: an extrovert, and I hate everyone. (laughs) Well, your game is called Misunderstood. Uh, In this game, you're going to be addressing some women who have very unusual names, and they all prefer to be addressed as Miss. So let's go to our puzzle guru, Craig Pliska,
3: for an example. If I said to you, waitress, I don't mean to be rude, but I ordered filet mignon, not porterhouse. Please take this entree back. That would clearly be a clue to the... Word miss, mistake. Right?
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. they got it. Got it. Right, because they don't like it, though. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> they it, they're going to
0: live with it for five minutes. <laughs> it's got that slow, like, uh... yeah. Right. The word mistake starts with miss. The clue mentions types of steak. The waitress in the clue made a mistake. It works on so many different levels. And by that, I mean three. <laughs> Let's play. Hey, you, with the striped purple top and the checkered red pants and two different colored socks, do you have something to help me light this candle? Matt.
2: Miss Match.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Our band is on in 30 seconds, but wait, where's the vocalist? Did she just disappear? No wonder she's called... Eileen. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay, that's all right. Matt, you want to steal?
2: Miss Sing. Missing,
0: missing, missing ah. yes. Yes. She's with her boyfriend, Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible at shuffling and passing out playing cards, but I think you have a great future making shady business transactions. Mm. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, can you help our contestants out? Oh, I Eileen. I need help. Miss Steele? Miss Steele is correct. <laughs> Let's try the next one. Hey, turn that frown upside down. They could have given you five years in prison and charged you with a felony, but you got a great plea deal for a lesser charge. Matt.
2: Misdemeanor.
0: Misdemeanor is correct. <laughs> could have gone with mistrial or misfire, but you didn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would have been a mistake. Ah.
0: I like you. I like you, Matt. <laughs> We've been following you through the woods this whole time because we thought you knew where you were going. Why didn't you tell us you were lost? Matt.
2: Misplaced? No, I'm
3: sorry that's not correct.
0: Eileen, can you steal? Um, mislead?
3: We'll accept yeah, that. We'll absolutely. Yeah, take that.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you think you're feeling overwhelmed and unable to cope with daily pressures? Well, maybe you shouldn't be having secret midnight rendezvous with my husband.
3: Mm hmm. It's not a true story.
0: <laughs> it's based on all of our lives. Stressed and o-
3: oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Eileen. Just, it just came to me. Yeah, but. Mistress? Yes. <laughs> Mistress, yes. I was trying to help.
3: It's <laughs> the best kind of clue to give. Just I know.
1: Half the answer. <laughs> it
0: really Don't is. say
1: stress. Don't say stress. Don't <laughs> say stress. Don't say stress. Don't say stress. Don't say
3: stress. I know. Stress.
0: Greg Fliska, puzzle guru. How did our contestants do? Well, it's
3: exciting. We have a ton. Yeah. So here is your tiebreaker question. On a drizzly, foggy day like this, there's nothing better than getting a cup of hot chai or Earl Grey. Matt? Misty. Misty is correct. Thank you, Eileen, and congratulations, Matt. We'll see you in the final round at the end of our show.
0: Here are our next two contestants, Sunny Farnsworth, you are a sales representative for a sex toy manufacturer. Yes, I am. So. <laughs> you're all very welcome. <laughs> Can you tell me what a top-selling item is and make it uh, your description available to public radio listeners?
2: Sure. Uh, A top-selling item from my company is actually a product uh, which we purchased the patent for from a NASA engineer. Um, So rather than uh, vibrating like your usual product you might find in an adult uh, retail store, it actually moves back and forth like this. So it thrusts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it one of those one of those astronaut
2: pens? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: But why do you have to go to NASA for that?
2: I can't answer that, yeah. honestly. But the it's clearly... design team and all of that, they're up in uh, another country doing things that I don't Great. I'm not privy to. Space is boring,
3: I guess. Not anymore. <laughs> not
4: anymore.
0: <laughs> Sophie Gollum, you're a grad student studying environmental conservation. Yes. Reading a lot right now about water conservation.
4: That is true.
5: Okay, so
0: how screwed are we?
5: Um,
4: <laughs>
0: Let's ask well, <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> nice one. That was good. Yeah, uh, we're we're pretty screwed. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to, to shame you all right now, but the water bottles on stage are not not a great thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, our staff yeah, puts kind of them there. The worst. Yeah. We didn't put them there. We're not monsters. It's our staff. <laughs> What makes you think this is water?
2: Uh, uh, Fair, that's fair.
0: Yeah, it's our puzzle juice. (laughs) (laughs) The internet is a place where you can complain about almost anything, travel, restaurants, people, and movies. So if you are the kind of person who is a killjoy and always points out every single plot hole, you may be impossible to hang out with, but this game is in honor of you.
1: So we are going to read an actual movie mistake posted on IMDb. And if my parents are listening, that stands for Internet Movie (laughs) Database. And you will tell us the movie we're talking about. Okay, here we go. If Buzz does not believe himself to be a toy, and in fact thinks he's a real space ranger, why would he freeze around humans like the other toys do? Sunny. Toy Story. That's correct.
0: On the way to Mike Tyson's house, the main characters sideswipe the entire driver's side of their car. But on the way out of Tyson's house, you can see the side of the car is perfectly fine. Sonny, The Hangover. That is correct.
1: Sven sings, reindeers are better than people. But the plural of reindeer is reindeer. (laughs) Sophie. Frozen. You got it. (laughs)
0: When the delivery man at the end of the film hands over the box that contains the head, he clearly hands over a lightweight box. A human head is heavy enough that it would have involved effort to lift. Sophie.
3: Castaway? Oh, interesting. No, he really hefts that box in Cast Away. It's, not, it's just, a, it's just a volleyball, so it's just a ball. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not Cast
4: Away. Figured, figured.
0: Sonny, can you steal? I'll try. Is it seven? Yes, it's seven.
1: The full-sized photo poster of Rita Hayworth that Red procures for Andy in 1949... Comes from a series of celebrity posters that went on sale in the early 1960s. Sophie.
0: The Shawshank Redemption. That's right. (laughs) Noah has brown eyes, contacts to match Ryan Gosling's eyes with James Garner's. But when Noah is trying to stop Allie from leaving by standing in front of her car, his eyes are shining blue in the sunlight. Sunny. The Notebook. Absolutely correct.
1: This is your last clue. When logging on to America Online, the monitor's on screen display doesn't correspond to the sound of the connection being made. Before we get to the answer, let's just hear the sound. Let's just hear what that sounded like. This is what the internet used to be, everybody. Not yet. It's not done yet.
4: Uh, it's almost
1: there. Uh. There you are. Oh. Sophie.
4: You've got mail?
1: That's correct. I can't believe we lived like that. Never. What a terrible...
3: Greg, how did our contestants do? Well, it was a very close match. But, uh, Sonny, you've come out the winner at the end. So, congratulations. Thank you, Sophie. And, Sonny, we'll see you at the end of the show.
0: Speaking of Hollywood, Ask Me Another is coming to Los Angeles. We will be there May 11th at the Ace Hotel. So, Angelinos, if you're responsible for one of the plot holes we just heard, why not come on our show and defend yourself? To find out how to be a contestant or join our live audience, just go to amatickets.org. Coming up, you might be asking, are we there yet? Almost. Because after the break, I'll talk to Jason Jones, star of the new road trip TV series, The Detour. So don't make me turn the show around, because I'll do it. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Simply Safe Home Security, who believes protecting your home shouldn't be a hassle. Not when there are over 2 million burglaries in the U.S. each year. That's why Simply Safe makes protecting your home a breeze. Go online today, and in just a few clicks, you'll be the owner of a professionally monitored security system. Plus, you'll enjoy free shipping and a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 10% off now by going to simplysafe.npr.com. All of this month, we're asking you, our listeners, to tell a friend about a podcast that they'll love. For example, at MostlyAmerica tweeted, Love and Radio has been owning my life lately, with part of my take as my number one must-listen get the gist? Now tell someone you know about your favorite podcasts, in real life or on social media, and if they don't know about podcasts, show them how to listen. Wow! Tell us about what you recommended with the hashtag Tripod. That's T-R-Y Pod. And thanks for spreading the word. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with puzzle guru Greg Pliska and house musician Jonathan Colton. Now, please welcome our VIP. You know him from his work as a senior correspondent on The Daily Show. He co created and stars in the new TBS series, The Detour. Please welcome Jason Jones. Jason, listeners can't see this, but you are wearing a Canadian Roots hoodie.
5: I am, to support my uh, uh, former country, yes. (laughs) I am now an American citizen. Really? USA! USA!
0: Now, most people know you from The Daily Show, but I know you from Toronto from the sketch comedy scene. Yes. Yes. You were in a very successful sketch group called The Bob Room.
5: When you say successful, do you mean the same 25 people showed up every night? (laughs) That we paid to show up every single night and perform? You guys had a movie. That we paid for ourselves. That doesn't count. In
0: Canada, that is success. I suppose
5: so, yes. Yes. We waited long enough to uh, afford to make our own film, yes.
0: And then you moved here.
5: Yes, uh, I am married to a woman named uh, Samantha B.
0: Also, she was also a senior correspondent on The Daily Show. She and is, now... but, look,
5: can I just point out, that was a much bigger applause for her than it was for me. <laughs> but it's fine. You married well. I live with that. Yes, we, uh, we stay together for our careers. <laughs> um, we're like the Clintons. <laughs> what? I'm Hillary in that scenario. Because <laughs> Samantha is much more likable. <laughs> Takes a minute. Takes a minute. Takes a minute, that one. Uh, uh, so she got The Daily Show first uh, in 2003. I moved down with her, and uh, I had a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, husband status, uh, which does not entitle to your work. So I just basically walked around the city for about a year, uh, which is awesome for the first week. The remaining 51 were uh, not as fun. <laughs>
0: But then you got a job on The Daily Show. Then,
5: uh, Yes, completely coincidentally. uh, You may cry nepotism, but honestly, they actually didn't want to hire me because they thought that we might break up and that would be uh, just awful office politics. Um, Whose side do we pick? Of course, they would pick her side. But yes, no, they did offer me uh, the show about a year later, and um, we stayed on the show respectively 10 and 12 years.
0: Yeah, that Mm. is an amazing amount of time to work on one project. And not only that, but your field pieces, you were traveling India, uh, Russia, Iran. Mm -hmm. Now, were you ever on these planes, whatever, 14 hours, going, I'm doing this for
5: a joke piece? Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Especially Iran. My Iranian uh, card that I got to get—I got a journalist card. We went in on a journalist visa, and uh, I, as a Canadian, uh, sailed right into the Islamic Republic of Iran. My Jewish producer, Tim Greenberg, <laughs> with an Israeli stamp in his passport, <laughs> was pulled aside for four right. hours of questioning yeah. by the Ministry of Culture. Right. Yes. Conversely, coming back in to the United States, he sailed in. I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing in Iran, pal? <laughs> Canadian via Iran? That doesn't, that doesn't add up to me. Or a comedy show. What's funny about that?
0: And now you have your own show, the yes. new series on TBS. I do. The Detour. It's 10 episodes mm-hmm. of a family road trip gone wrong.
5: Uh, yes. It starts wonderfully and then goes very, very wrong. Mostly because of us because of our parents and uh, who we are in the show, because we just realize uh, we're not that great of parents. Uh, we take our two kids, our two twin fraternals, uh, son and daughter, on a road trip, and we just discuss, it's, it's, it's a very cramped quarters in a minivan, and we realize things about each other, and uh, realize that, you know, one episode, we realized we never told them how uh, the birds and the bees are, uh, are uh, well, what the birds and the bees actually are, and they, uh, uh, we have a very frank discussion about our sex lives, but not just for the purposes of the procreation, but for uh, pleasure right. as well, which a lot of parents don't discuss with their kids. They tell the, the procreation part and not the, well, we also do it just because it feels good. And uh, so having that discussion in front of 10-year-olds um, is really fun. And then uh, previously to that, having that discussion with those parents of those 10-year-olds.
0: Right, because you actually have these the child actors and you have to go through this with their parents. Yes. And they
5: didn't know. They well they had they didn't I mean not until they read the scripts yeah I mean
0: <laughs> that's how they're getting their life lessons yes You're which not. they
5: kind of thank me for doing their jobs really because I make it less awkward for them eventually sure you know because these two ten year old kids are like oh really that's really and it's genuine reactions when we're telling them this like what <laughs> so it's not an ABC Family sitcom <laughs> is what I'm saying
0: and these stories are inspired by your. Life and your family. They are life. that
5: that discussion uh, sort of happened with my children uh, at actually at a much younger age. It's, at seven. Oh, um, yeah, and because uh, we, we <laughs> they asked me where your know, babies come from. We gave them the the, the obligatory answer: oh, seed, egg. <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, how does the seed get into the egg? And we said, how do you think it does? <laughs> the answer was something approaching. Well, think it goes in through the forehead. And then works its way down into the belly for a few years and then it baby comes out mommy's tummy scar. Um,
0: <laughs> that is adorable. So
5: we had to sort of correct that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So by the way, it is my theory that everyone that comes from Canada at some point in their life will host a game show.
5: I already got that one out of the way. Yeah, you did it. Yours is
0: the best, though. I can't believe it does not exist anymore because it was called Craft Corner Deathmatch, if Mm -hmm. you don't know. What happened on Craft Corner Deathmatch?
5: (laughs) It was a competitive crafting show where the crafters had uh, three rounds to make crap out of uh, other crap. And then I basically just sat there and made fun of them. (laughs) That's basically what I did. But I did it in, like, a WWE-type announcer-type of way. And uh, I have to apologize between takes, because one was, was uh, make a sweater out of leaves. So <laughs> you dump all the leaves down, and this one, this one woman she drew a nice pattern and put all the leaves down, and then the producers gave me a leaf blower. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, it was so mean. It was so mean, but pretty funny. <laughs>
0: I I want that show
5: to come back. Uh, There's always
0: petitions. (laughs) I'm sure there is. Yeah,
5: White House petitions.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. You're an American. So you took the citizenship I did take the citizenship I haven't done it yet. How hard is it?
5: If you don't study, you will fail. Really? It is that hard. Like, name 13 indigenous tribes. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's not easy. And then, I I knew them, by the way. (laughs) Uh, But no, we were sitting, uh, getting sworn in, and... We were sitting beside this lovely lady from Ghana, and uh, the president of the United States gives it a little, on un- videotaped, but uh, he gives a little <laughs> welcome to America speech to everyone. He, you know, he's like, you're Amer- all Americans now, but I want you to remember where you came from. That is so important to who you are. And this woman from Ghana went, yeah, right.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Jason Jones, are you ready for an Ask Me Another Challenge?
5: Yes, I am.
0: Jason Jones, everybody. This is going to be perfect for you. Okay. Because your game is about the cultural differences between Canada and America. Ooh,
5: something I might know something about.
0: (laughs) And to make sure it's not too easy, we have an opponent for you. After an extensive search of the one mile radius around the Bell House, we found Stephanie Seitman. (laughs) Stephanie Seitman is the owner of Perfect Potato, it's a local poutine shop. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. Can you explain to our listeners who are not familiar with poutine why it is so amazing? It's gravy and cheese curd and amazing french fries and a big gloppity mess. Now, you are not Canadian. No, I'm not. But However, you... I aspire to be. Ooh. <laughs> she is marrying a Canadian and working on Canadian citizenship. You know what?
5: Canadian citizenship is actually very tough to get. I don't know if you know this. Yeah.
0: I'm going in on a conjugal application?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Only in Canada. (laughs) I know.
0: One of the challenges of being Canadian uh, in America is you always have to be reminded that Americans don't use the right words for anything. Okay? So, for example, when I say, can you bring a 2-4 to the stagette, that means...
5: Bring a case of beer to a bachelorette party.
0: Exactly. Thank you, Jason Jones. What? What kind of language <laughs> yeah. do you speak up there? <laughs> so in this game, I'm going to give you a sentence that contains very common Canadian phrases like that, and you need to buzz in this and isn't fair. translate This isn't them. fair. Each question is worth one American point. Um,
5: <laughs> Which right now is a lot. I know. Okay, here we go. All right.
0: She was a total keener to the supply teacher... Jason uh,
5: she was a uh, complete uh, a brown noser to the uh, substitute
0: that's correct teachers. yeah
5: supply substitute is that so hard to understand I know
0: yeah. they, because we in all our Canadian schools we have this room that just says supplies uh, and and that's where we pull our teachers that's out where we get them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Brian get uh, out here <laughs> Mr. Zablaki couldn't make it in <laughs> It's
0: minus one, so you should wear a toque. Stephanie. Minus one would be, be like 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes. And you should wear a toque, which is a little ski cap type thing. Perfect. Wow. Wow. All right, we're going to get regional here. Growing up in Alberta, this is how I would say this. Don't get your ginch in a knot. I got you a double-double with some timbits.
5: Jason Jones. First of all, regional ginch. Let's, we said Ginch. You said Ginch?
0: Yeah, you we said, said Ginch. ginch. Yes. I know.
5: So don't get your underwear in a knot. I got you a, uh, a, a coffee from Tim Hortons that is a Canadian chain of coffee, <laughs> mediocre donuts, that is uh, uh, two sugars, two creams, and what was the last part? And some Timbits. Oh, and some Timbits, which were munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, yes <laughs> nice
0: you got it. Yeah, we called the male underwear Ginch or... Ginch. Ginch, but you said Gitch. Gitch. Yeah, or we all said gaunch.
5: (laughs) Isn't Canada fascinating?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Someone from the prairies, that's where I grew up, might say, I got this comfy bunny hug in the peg. No? Stephanie is saying no, Jason?
5: I I got fucked in the shed?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is he right? You are correct. No. (laughs) No, I got this hoodie in Winnipeg.
5: Oh, the peg. Oh, right, yeah. the peg, right, right. <laughs>
0: but I think yours will catch on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie Seitman. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. Fantastic. Good luck in your Canadian citizenship. Jason Jones, everybody. Thank you. Now we're going to crown this week's big winner. Let's bring back Elliot, Jamie, Nick, Matt, and Sonny. They're going to play our Ask Me One More final round, and our puzzle guru, Greg Plisko
3: will lead this round. Thank you, Ophira. This final round is called OOEAAH. That's spelled O-O-E-E-A-A. Every answer will contain a word that features the same vowel twice in a row. For example, if I said, this former Daily Show correspondent hosts her own show on TBS, you'd answer, Samantha B, because her last name is B-E-E. And in fact, the double vowel will always appear at the end of the answer. Now we're playing this spelling bee style. So one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer, and the last person standing will be our big winner. And your prize, of course, will be an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, along with two items signed by Jason Jones, two things that you should always have on a road trip, a map of the U.S. interstate highway system and a book of mad libs. Here we go. All right. Elliot, the 50th and most recent state to join the USA. Hawaii. That is correct. Jamie, competitor of Google that owns the websites Tumblr and Flickr. Yahoo! Correct and well said. Thank you, Jamie. Nick, Derek Jeter, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, and Luke Gehrig each played their entire Major League Baseball careers as this. A Yankee. That is correct. Matt, battle that marked Napoleon's final defeat. Waterloo. Correct. Sonny. Name of a modern-day unit of currency in India and Pakistan and in The Legend of Zelda. Rupee? That's correct. (laughs) Elliot, Hasbro board game in which clue-givers are forbidden from using certain words as hints to the answers. Taboo. That's correct. (laughs) Jamie, seed company that's mailed catalogs to amateur American gardeners for over 100 years. Nope. No idea? Nope. All right. Nick, do you know? Burpee. Burpee is correct, Nick. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. All right. So, Matt, you're up. Taiwan-born movie director who's won Oscars for Brokeback Mountain and Life of Pi. Ang Lee. Ang Lee is correct. Sonny. Australian Aboriginal Wind Instrument. Didgeridoo. That is correct. Very good. Back to uh, Elliot. Fictional town where the NBC comedy series Parks and Recreation is set. Pawnee. That is correct. Nick. Alabama Airfield where the first African American flying unit in the U.S. military trained. Tuscaloosa. That's not right. Uh, Tuscaloosa, but no. No, that's not correct. Nick, Matt, do you know it? Tuskegee. That is correct, Matt. Thank you, Nick. Sunny. Loose, brightly colored dress of Polynesian origin. I don't know. Okay. Elliot, do you know this one? Moo Moo. Moo Moo is correct with a W. Sunny, thank you so much for joining us. We are down to Matt and Elliot. Matt. Pulitzer and Tony winning playwright most widely known for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I don't know. All right, Elliot, do you know? Albee. That is correct, Edward Albee.
0: Congratulations, Elliot, you're our big Ask Me Another winner that is our show. Thanks so much for playing. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. Come see us live or be a contestant. Just go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey,
3: my name anagrams the Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a
0: cannon. Our puzzles were written by Annabelle Bacon, Matt Foster, Greg Lightman, and senior writers Kyle Beakley and Josiah Madigan. Ask Me Another's produced by Kiana Fix Gerald, Mike Katziff, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and our intern, Alejandra Vasquez, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Rick Kwan, and David Hurtgen. Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung. Ask Me other was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harriet Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, it's Ophira. Here on NPR's Ask Me Another, we like to do things a little different. Instead of rising from the ashes like a phoenix, we're going down to Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona, that is. We'll be at the Orpheum Theater in downtown Phoenix on Thursday, April 6th. Information on how to be a contestant and tickets at amatickets.org. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by Josh Groban and Lucas Steele to talk about their new Broadway show, The Great Comet, a musical adaptation of Leo Tolstoy's War and Peace. Plus, we rewrote Adele's hit Rolling in the Deep to be about things you might find underwater in the deep. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.